0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nate Moore, and this is another podcast of big ideas from the business intelligence guy on using data in medical practice. Two phone calls today kind of prompted the uh, discussion for today's topic, managing accounts receivable. The first discussion was a group that said, hey, you know, it's hard to see our accounts receivable come out of our practice management system. Can you just grab everything in SQL Server and then throw it in an Excel pivot table and a data set and help us understand our AR?" We're going to talk about that. And the uh, second phone call was from a group that said, you know, we've got accounts receivable, but we really need a way to manage our denials. And we can't see how many denials we have on which codes and how long does it take to appeal and how long does it take for those appeals to be responded to and how many of those responses are effective and all that. So AR is on people's minds. and I want to give you a couple ideas of how you might manage your AR today. The first suggestion is, to grab your accounts receivable data and get it in an automatically refreshing pivot table. When I first started working with the group in Indiana eight years ago, they said, can you help us manage our AR? Here's what we're doing now. We've got this 1800 page PDF. I mean, I'm serious, one, eight, zero, zero, that many pages in a PDF. And if your name started with, you know, anything besides A, B, or C, you know, they never get to your claim because by the time you print 1800 pages and you start working it, I mean, you know, it's obsolete when you print it, let alone when you get to the D, E, F, and G's in the alphabet and further down, it's just way too hard to manage. So the first suggestion is get that AR out of your system, out of that CAN report, and get it in a pivot table. If you haven't seen pivot tables, my website at moresolutionsinc.com has all kinds of videos about how to use pivot tables in medical practice. It's a great way to slice and dice 1,800 pages or however much AR data you have to deal with. As you put a custom... AR pivot table together and build a data set and start grabbing data, you might think about a bunch of things. One of the things I've done for some groups is customize the aging brackets. Rather than zero to 30, 31 to 60, and on up to 90 or 120, whatever, I've had groups that say, no, we want to go every 30 days up to 180, and every, another group wants to go every 30 days to 360, and others want longer groups after 180 and whatever. Get what works for your system rather than what comes out of your practice management systems can report. Get the aging bracket that works for you. Another big discussion is do I include or excru- exclude the credits in my accounts receivable balance? For example, if I have gross AR of, hundred, of, let's say, a million dollars, and I have credits of 200,000 for the sake of argument, do I show the gross AR of a million or do I show the net of 800,000? And some people argue one way or the other, and I need to see the credits, or I don't want to see the credits, or it inflates my AR, or whatever. My suggestion is get a field in your pivot table that just says include credits, yes or no. And if you include credits, yes, then all those credits show up and you you reduce your million dollars and you show $800,000 in your pivot table. And if you say include credits, no, then you, you see your million and you can see it both ways. Sometimes what you'll find is some of those credits are on patients with balances and they need to be applied or whatever. And you can use that yes, no flag to really hone in on whether or not I want to deal with credits and where are those credits, especially as credits become a bigger deal in medical practices, as you know Medicare and other payers are getting excited about, hey, you better pay me back my credits. And the idea of high deductible plans means we're going to get more patient balances collected in advance. And then we collect too much and then we got credits. And it's a good reason and a good way to manage your credits. If you have just a little yes, no flag in your data, whether or not to include credits. Another suggestion, some of the smaller practices have like, you know, dozens, if not more different United healthcare payers listed in their system. And what I found helpful is to try to group everything by, sometimes um PM systems will call it a financial class or insurance group or whatever, group those things by that financial class or insurance group, group it by Aetna, Signa, Blue Cross, rather than all the little plans and all the little addresses that are out there, and then work it that way rather than try to work all the different plans that you need to see. You might consider another yes no flag in your data that says this is a full balance and by full balance i mean i build five hundred dollars and the balance is still five hundred dollars as opposed to i build five hundred dollars and primary insurance is paid or primary insurance applied it to the deductible and wrote off some or secondary is waiting to pay or whatever so just, again, a little yes-no flag that says, is this a full balance? And if it's full balance, it means nothing's happened. And so maybe I put a, that flag on there and I filter for full balance and I filter for over 30 days and I say, wait a minute, how come I haven't got a response for 30 days or 60 days? And that full balance flag might help you. It says there's no transactions on this claim. Another thing you might want to flag in your AR is things that are 100% adjusted. And so instead of having 0% of the charges, now I... Um, that has, that's on the claim. Now I've got 100% of the charges written off on the claim. And I want to say, why? Why do I have 100% adjustments? Why are those denials? And sometimes those are hard to find. You know, if uh, the billing office gives up or writes off something they shouldn't, or this is something this payer doesn't pay, but this payer does, and they get that backwards, look for claims that are 100% adjusted and again just a little yes no flag in your AR data to say hey I want to see things that are 100% adjusted throw that in my data so I can make sure that I'm not leaving money on the table. Some of the practice management systems I see will do accounts receivable by CPT code as opposed to by encounter. If you can choose I think AR by encounter is much cleaner. I worked with a group that um, their practice management system made them do AR by CPT code and then uh, inevitably, especially in the past, old claims, you'd get payers that would pay one flat amount for four or five, six lines on a claim. And trying to get that that one, especially if they just did one flat amount and trying to apply it to the right codes and post line by line was difficult then. It just made their AR a mess. If you can choose, AR by encounter just seems to be much cleaner. Another suggestion. I did this for a group in the Midwest. Teach your data warehouse who is responsible for each claim in your AR. For example, maybe somebody's responsible for Blue Cross and somebody else is responsible for Medicare and the government payers or whatever. Maybe the patient balances are by name and A through H is here and I through T is there. Once you have that set up in your system, then teach your data warehouse that. And then what you can do is you can say, all right, Emily's got, you know, X amount of claims and Y amount of dollars. And Sarah's got X amount of claims and Y amount of dollars. But Tom's got, you know, A amount of claims and B amount of dollars or whatever and you can manage that load over time to make sure everybody's got roughly the same amount of dollars the same amount of claims as you manage your AR and just by teaching your data warehouse who's responsible for what it's easy to run a report and say who's responsible where and figure it out in a larger practice you might think about having separate pivot tables one for patient AR and another for payer AR and so all my insurance stuff goes in one bucket and that pivot table is only insurance balances and they work that differently. And then on the patient AR, they can focus on just patient balances and you may have different fields in the different pivot tables. For example, your patient AR pivot table might say, hey, here's the, na- the date of their next appointment. So you can say, hey, I'm gonna filter for everybody who has an appointment next week and has a balance over $500 and those are the people I'm gonna call and make sure I get you know, a conversation with them before they come in and how are you gonna pay this claim. Another suggestion. If your practice requires a deposit for something, let's let's say surgeries, and everybody agrees to sit around the boardroom, whatever, and we're all going to collect $500 or $700 or $1,000 or whatever the number is before we'll schedule a surgery, I found it helpful to go back and data mine and say, so are we doing that? And if we are, who's doing it who's not doing it? What percentage of the surgeries really did get a deposit or didn't get a deposit and why? And sometimes when you're sitting around a boardroom, everybody says it's a good idea, and then... When the rubber hits the road or is nowhere near the road, then you can say, "Wait, well, we all agreed to do $500 or 1000 whatever the number is, but this surgery or this location is only at 30% and this is at 70%. What's the difference? And again, just showing people that we agreed to collect a deposit and we haven't been and why. Another way you might slice your data differently is I worked with a group that had trouble with some old AR. They'd come off old system and an old manager and they were trying to work that old AR. And so we built a separate pivot table just for the old AR balances, not for the current stuff, but we just wanted to see the old AR and how are we going to manage that? They Another group had a challenge with payment posting. They'd gotten behind in payment posting. There were some issues with the automated process and whatever, and they were having to do a lot of manual stuff. And so their data set and their dashboard was, we just want to see payment posting and how far behind are we and report that, and that data set, that dashboard, may only last for several months or a year or so until you get caught up and then the problem solved and that data set, that dashboard, that analysis goes away. But the point of the data set and the dashboard is to get it caught up and to help you get to where you need to be so it can go away. And the point is just slice your data, slice that AR data to focus on what's important right now for your practice, and what's important right now might move over time. You might look at a metric for the days to resolve claims. How many days does it take from the first bill date until the claim's resolved? Or the percentage of your claims from, say, three months ago or six months ago that are resolved? Resolve can be a tricky thing to get. Some practice management systems are better than others at this. Some of them will stamp a date right out there in the charge that says, here's the date this charge was billed, here's the date this charge was fully paid. And those practice management systems make it a lot easier to get those kind of metrics and say, hey, what percentage of my claims are paid this month, following month, you know, three months out, six months out, when are they fully paid, fully resolved? Last suggestion, teach your data warehouse some more things. Teach it deadlines like, when's my timely filing? When's my appeal deadline? Those kind of things. I did that for a group in the Midwest, and you might work a $500 claim where the timely filing or the appeal deadline is next week, as opposed to a $5,000 claim where I've still got six, nine, 12 months to appeal this thing. Teach your data warehouse things that can make your life easier, and collect that AR. Every dollar you collect an AR, it goes straight to the bottom line. It's stuff you've already earned. You don't have to find the patient. You don't have to get another referral. You don't have to render the service. You just need to collect on what's already happened. And with metrics like these, it'll help you do it. I hope these podcasts are helpful for you, give you some suggestions and ideas to make managing data in a medical practice a whole lot easier. Thanks for joining me today.